Good to see you all today. Glad to be in the house with you. Good presence of the Lord here. And uh, I want to get into some word today. So if you brought your Bible, go to Romans chapter 10. And uh, we'll get into some stuff that I think will, will help and will challenge and spur you on to greater things in God. And uh, we've been in this series last few weeks now. And we our, our basis, our text, if you will, is, is Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Romans 10, 17. Never read a verse you've read before like you've read it before. Read a verse you've read before like it's the first time. And you'll find God will speak to you more and more. Romans 10, 17 reads, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Say that out loud with me. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Let me know it's sometimes helpful to hear the Word of God out of your own mouth. Huh? It's, it's one thing to read it, and it's one thing to hear me speak it and others Get it in your own mouth. It'll do your heart a whole lot of good. Amen. Praise God. Everybody okay? All right. We've been uh, discussing this because, you know, when the Scripture says faith comes by hearing, that, that there's an implication there that it's not a one-time event. It comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's not that I have heard something before and that now will last me the rest of my life, right? Faith for a particular promise or a situation that I'm in at the moment can come for that moment by me hearing the Word of God, the voice of God on that subject. But how many know the moment I stop hearing, I start declining? God never intended for this to be a one-time event. I heard it, and now I'm good to go for the rest of my days. No, I should continue to hear God's voice. Uh, and I've been drawing the parallel and the, the connection here between faith and fellowship. In other words, the more I know God, the more I can trust Him. And I can't have a rich life of faith without a rich life of fellowship with God. And so it's not just that I need to hear, I need to hear, and hear, and hear, and hear today, and hear tomorrow, and hear next week. Everybody with me today? It is in that relational communion with the Father that I am constantly alive in my believing. It's accurate, it's precise, it's strong, it's effectual, and it produces amazing things in life. All right. If all I'm doing is learning the technicalities of faith, I've, I've missed something that God intended with the relationship. You remember we're seeking not just the principle but the person. Not just the rules but also the relationship. And if we'll understand the principles and rules of faith, but then understand there is the author of faith. Amen? There is the author and finisher of our faith, the Lord Jesus, and we live in communion with Him. Oh, we are laughing, and it's good, 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 good. Praise God. And so faith and fellowship go hand in hand, and uh, uh, your faith will only be as strong as your fellowship with God is rich. And the way that God works in our lives, now let let me clarify this statement, not just the way that He does things, But the way he works in us is that he speaks, we hear what he speaks, we we believe what he speaks, and then it happens, 
Okay? If, if we were not in the equation, it would just be like this. God speaks and it happens. It's called the creation of, of the world. All right? He speaks and bammo, there it is. But now there's another part of this equation. It's you and it's me. He gave us free will. We have to make choices. We choose to accept, to receive. We choose to believe. And so God speaks. We believe what he says and it manifests. All right? So there's not only the giving side, there is the receiving side. There's not only the pitcher, but there's also the catcher. Wasn't that an easy one? Unless you're talking about the glass. There's a glass, but he didn't say that either. So, all right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Start the car. Uh, <laughs> It's been a long service. <laughs> the, the Bible speaks in Hebrews chapter 4 about Israel, how they heard words. They heard the word, but it didn't profit them because they didn't mix faith with it. Sometimes we might have the idea that as long as I'm going through the motions, I'm in church or I'm reading my Bible, you know, that's a good habit, it's a good practice. Well, then I should be okay. Well, God says something, but there's another thing. Our part of the equation is to believe it. We mix faith with it, and it becomes profitable. That's why you have one person hearing the Word, and their life is lit up. I mean, things are happening, good things are going on. Another person hears the Word, and nothing much is happening. It's not complicated. One person mixes faith with it. The other person just says, oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> isn't that a, my, my, my grandpa uh, used to say to me, uh, he was a Christian, but from a different angle, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> different outflow of that. And, and he, they'd have me speak at different things like their, when they had their 50th anniversary and stuff, because I was the preacher in the family. And uh, I'd get done, or, or, or he'd visit a service, and he'd say, that was a really good speech. <laughs> like, speech? That wasn't a speech. <laughs> I don't, I'm not even real fond of uh, when, when people talk about ministers giving their talk. My talk? What's a talk? I've been on the mountain with God. I've been in the secret place of the Most High hearing from heaven. I didn't come out of there to give a speech. I didn't come out of that place just to talk. I came to deliver the Word of the Lord. I came to speak the Word of God and see lives transformed and changed. Amen. God bless my grandpa. <laughs> Rest his soul. <laughs> anyway, how did I get off on that? They heard the word in Hebrews 4. They didn't mix it with faith, so it didn't profit them. So what we do with what we hear makes all the difference in the world. All right? We've got to mix faith with it, and then it becomes profitable. It benefits. Our lives are better off after hearing it than we were before. Now, when we talk about the faith life, fellowship with the Father, living by faith, we need to understand that, that God is spirit. You know, from John 4, Jesus said that God is spirit. He's not flesh. He's not a mind. He is a spiritual being. Therefore, if I am going to have fellowship with Him, if I'm going to have fellowship with with my Father, I need to be a spirit too. 
Otherwise, we got apples and oranges situation going on here, right? Uh, but good news is I am, and you are a spirit being. How many know that's true? You, you, you are a spirit being. And uh, I need to have a spiritual mind. I need to think spiritually. If I am just what we might call carnally minded, natural or worldly minded, then I will be very distant in my mentality, in my position from the Father of spirits. Okay? He's a spirit. He communicates with us spiritually. All right. Now, now, now let, me, let me do a little short mini teaching on the, the, the three-dimensional aspect of our being. You know that you are three parts. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 uh, today and, and read this verse. It seems to paint it out very clearly. There are a lot of verses on this subject, but this one's pretty concise in the trichotomy of human beings, if you want a cool word. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23 reads, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so what do we see here? We see real clear that there are three parts of our being that he, that he identifies, spirit, soul, and body. All right. Well, what is, uh, let's just do a quick definition here. The spirit of a person is the eternal part of us. Okay. The spirit is, uh, the, it, it, we could say it's the real you. It's why any person who's ever been born will live in one sense. They will exist forever. Consciousness is, is uh, forever. Okay, we will live forever. Why? Spirit, the spirit part of us, it's an eternal thing. It never goes away. All right. How many know that's why it's really, really important to make right decisions as to your eternal spiritual location? Right? Because some say, I'm just going to die and be dead like a dog. Uh, No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not going to just stop thinking and stop being. You will always exist. You and I will always exist. For me, for most of you, that's a good thing, huh? I mean, can you imagine yourself not existing? It's impossible. It absolutely is impossible to imagine yourself not existing. Because it's never going to happen. can't imagine things that can't be. Anyway, that's a little food for thought. But, the, but we are spirit. We are, what, what, what are we also? soul, or we, we could say it this way, we have a soul. The soul refers to our, our mind, our will, our emotions. It's the part of us that reasons. It's, our, it's the intellect, okay? So we have a soul. And then number three is our body, all right? That's easy to figure out. But basically, it's important for us to see it this way. Your body is not you. Your body is your, is your house, it's the house you live in. It's your earth suit, okay? It, it keeps you here on the planet. The moment your body stops functioning, you leave. Your spirit and your soul, they hang out together. Your spirit and your soul depart your body and go to be with your dad, whether that's whoever that is. Hopefully it's the father, 
the Father, the Creator. Uh, but your body is the house you live in. Why do I bring these things out? God is spirit. He speaks words that are spirit. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. We need a consciousness of spiritual things, of the spiritual realm, that we are spirit beings, we are not bodies, okay? Uh, we are very uh, generally aware of physical things. You know, a lot of attention is given in our, in our society to uh, physical fitness, to nutrition, to all those kind of things. A lot of us know quite a bit about the body, even if you're not a, you know, in medicine or something like that. You still know quite a bit about your physical body because every day you wake up, there it is, right? Uh, and, and we know quite a bit about the soul and about our emotions and our mind. Of course, there are those who study it specifically, but we, we deal with our minds every day. A lot of attention is given to, to education, higher education, advancing your, your knowledge and, and so forth in various areas. And that's, of course, you know, a good thing and a helpful thing. But think about it. How much education is there in spiritual things? How, how, much, how much knowledge is there of the development of a person in regards to the spirit world, the, the father of spirits? Right? Very little. Watch. Even, even, often in church... There is very low spirit consciousness. People live as if the flesh and, and just our mind is all there is. And this, it, we've, we've digressed into this over a long period of time, but we can, we can go back. We can live with a consciousness of spiritual things. Amen. Now, uh, go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's take a look at this. I encourage you to go with me if you can and, and look at these things and underline right in the margin. Take notes. Do whatever you can to, to, to help you to get these things. But let's, let's stir our minds up by remembering, by being aware that what we see and feel is not all there is. Okay? We know that if we're asked, but do we live with a consciousness of it? You know the... The, the room here has many angels in it. Do you know your spirit has eyes? Your spirit has ears. Do you know your spirit has a connection with God and a communication with God? Do you know that life flows out of the born-again spirit? The born-again part, the spiritual part of you is the part that was born again when you made Jesus the Lord of your life. That's why you got up from that prayer and you said, Jesus, be my Savior, be my Lord. And you got done and you looked the same. Your hair color was the same. Your weight was the same. Your height was the same, right? And for the most part, your, your mind was the same. Other than, you know, you are looking different. You you're, might have been affected emotionally. But you didn't become a Ph.D. as soon as you got saved, right? I made Jesus the Lord of my life and now I'm ready to build a rocket. <laughs> Why? Because that's not the part of you that's eternal. That's not the part that was changed. It was the spirit. Okay? But listen, this is God's design that we would be physical bodies, have physical bodies, and we would contact the physical world. And at the exact same time, we would be spiritual beings that would contact the spiritual world. 
And so if all I do, if my life is filled with just physical, emotional, mental connections, but there's not a lot of give and take and flow in spiritual things, then I'm missing out on God's design. Okay? But I can stir that back up again. All right? We are living as spiritual beings today in physical bodies. There's spiritual activity in the room here now. There, 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 are, there, there is angelic stuff going on. I don't like to talk about it much, but there's demonic stuff that goes on. You know, just being aware of it will cause you to deal differently with the things of life. Amen. I, I remember one time a, a teenager came to me and was telling me about uh, a lot of the difficulties they were having at home. It was a rough situation, some ungodly parents. The teenager had gotten saved, but the family wasn't Christian. And, and it was a lot of bad stuff and going on and some trying things. And as he spoke to me, I, uh, my mind immediately went to... Now, now let, me, let me qualify this because I do not go spiritual with everything that happens. I'm not quick to say, oh, it's the devil. Sometimes, you know, it's just not. Okay, but at the same time, because I'm a spiritual being in relationship to my Father, I'm in a kingdom of God, I am not ignorant of spiritual things either. And I immediately uh, looked, as he was telling me the situation, I thought, that's Ephesians 6 right there. It says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers, and so forth, the uh, demonic ranks in the kingdom of darkness. And so we shouldn't be ignorant of that kind of stuff. I realized his solution was not that he, because he's not in a position of authority as a child anyway, he couldn't just go in there and correct people and tell them to act different and do anything like that. But I recognized that there was some spiritual uh, stuff going on that was coming against his life. And so I said, we're going to do this. We're going to deal with this in the spirit. You're not going to say anything to anybody. You're not going to deal with this naturally. We're going to deal with this in the spirit. So we took authority over, over that situation in Jesus' name. And we commanded those spirits that were operating against him and causing conflict and harm and everything that was going on in his home to stop in Jesus' name. And you know what happened? It turned around just like that. I mean, just like that, there was a change in the natural world. You see, now what happens if, if a person, even a Christian, even a child of God lives and they're unaware of these type of things? How many know they could struggle for many years trying to deal with everything from a physical standpoint? Deal with everything from a, a mental or a physical position? No, no. There is a spirit world. There is a spirit realm. There is the spirit of God who gives us answers. When he speaks, faith rises in our hearts. Huh? And if we know these things, we'll, we'll deal with them. You don't counsel out demons. You cast them out. I mean, there is a real thing called authority in the name of Jesus, the word of God. And it transforms people's lives. But we have, the, the danger is being so fleshly minded and not in constant communion and fellowship with the Father is we're going to always look for natural solutions to problems that have a spiritual fix. Even if they're a natural problem, we can see throughout Scripture and experience that spiritual things change physical realities. But it is a reason why whenever individuals, very common, ever there's a health issue, ever there's a physical problem, it's immediately looked to 
the medicine. Immediately look to the, the medical profession. Immediately go there. Why? Listen, no condemnation, but you're just earthly-minded. You're, 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 you have confidence in the physical realities and not very much confidence in spiritual realities. See, but we can fix that. You know what it's called? It's called living by faith. Let me show you this over here in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It reads in verse 7, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, simple verse, very clear, but much revelation there. Okay? If I'm walking by faith, I'm not walking by sight. If I'm walking by sight, I am not walking by faith. Everybody with me today? I'm not doing both. I'm not do- it's, it's one or the other. They are contrasting each other. Sight would be representative of the physical senses. If I live my life by the physical senses, then I'm not living my life by faith. Okay? Now, understand this. Again, God's design is that we would live in both realms, both worlds. Okay, when I drive my car, I'm pretty, relied, rely, I'm pretty much relying on sight. I hope you are too. <laughs> huh? As far as, uh, I'm not saying we're not living by that at all, but there is also at the exact same time a continual reliance upon and dependence upon what God has said. That's living by faith. All right? It's the, it's the sight is the, the sense realm. Faith is based on what God has said. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11 and the first verse also gives us words along these lines. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. It reads, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things, what's that phrase? Not seen. Not seen. If I'm living by faith, I'm not living by things that are seen, or we could add felt, but I'm living by something higher that and greater than that. When you have faith, you have what you don't see just as much as when you, uh, just as much as you have it when you see it. Let me say that again in a better, maybe better this time with not weird pauses and stuff. When, when you have faith for something, you have that something just as much as you have that something when you see that something. Does that make sense? Often, now this is a flesh mindset again. This is a natural, not a faith mindset, a flesh mindset. People talk about having something when they can physically hold it in their hands. And they say they have it, and they do have it. But often, they don't talk about having it until they can physically hold it in their hands. So they'll put it off into the future and say, well, I'm, it's going to happen. I'm, I'm wanting it to happen. I'm trusting God for it to happen. But they don't ever bring it into the now. When you have it by faith, you really, truly, and completely have it. It is no less of a having it by faith than it is having it with your physical hand. 
Is everybody with me on this? Okay, this is a real important point. Because if I think, well, that I have it by faith, that's not like really having it. Yes, it is. And when it equals in your heart and mind, having it by faith is having it in the physical realm, you'll have it in both. One before the other, one causes the other, and you'll have it in the physical realm. But if I treat the things of God that I've asked for, that I've made confession of faith, that I've spoken and declared God's word, if I treat it like it's not real until I see it and feel it, then I am not operating like God. I am not, I am not operating in the God kind of faith. I have got to have it before I have it. I've got to have it with faith before I have it with flesh. In other words, we could, we could say it like this. Uh, someone's, someone prays for a job. You, ha- you need to have the job before you have any physical evidence of having the job. In other words, before you have the, the key, before you have the paycheck, before you have, you already have the job. So where, where, how do I know that I have it? That's a good question, huh? And that's what we've got to answer. How do you know you have it? Well, because God said it, or he said, if you would ask me, I'd give it to you. That's enough for a spiritual person. Hmm? I need to have a healing before I feel the healing. If I'm living by and operating in the faith of God, then uh, I have then I am healed before I feel better. Now watch, it can be a bam bam because I'm not preaching some kind of delay. Expect a delay. That's silly. But the believing I have it is just as good because it's spiritual and I'm a spiritual being and God is spirit and that's where life comes from. Everything proceeds from the spirit. If it's just a physical reality, well then go figure out a way to make it happen. Go rely upon human beings. Go rely upon on your effort. Figure it out. But if you're getting something from God, that's a whole other thing. See, watch. Here's the difference. One person prays, and they tell everybody what they're praying for. And they get on Facebook and everything, and, hey, guys, I'm believing for a new car. (laughs) You know what that tells me? They don't have it. They're, They're in the realm of I'm trusting God, but I'm telling everyone else in case they might want to answer my prayer. Amen. Have you ever heard of someone getting down and getting in a prayer meeting and they get, they get, you know, they get real close to Brother Big Bucks and start praying for God's financial provision in their life? Lord, you know what I need. You know I need $4,326. Speak to somebody, Lord. Speak to someone. How I many know you got to be real with this? It's either there or it's not. And I'm telling you, 
the reality of having things in the spirit is just as real as having them in the natural realm. And that's why living by faith and walking in the spirit and not by sight, these are all really the same thing. When someone talks about spiritual growth and spiritual maturity, that's the same thing as talking about growth in faith. Being a person of strong faith. It means I'm not led by what I see and feel. The physical world doesn't dominate my my belief system or my experience. But whatever the Lord says, that's as good as gold. Whatever He said, that's good enough for me. Because once He said it, I grab hold of it. I believe it. And it's done. And it's happening. And it's changing. And circumstances are being rearranged as a result of it. Hallelujah. See, uh, God doesn't... God doesn't love me because I feel like He does. He loves me because He does, because He said He does. So what if I don't really feel? I feel like God's far away. What does that have to do with anything? That has nothing to do with your spirit. That has everything to do with your flesh. And if we walk by faith, we accept things as reality because God said it. It's just so. It just is. Well, how do you know? It just is. God said it. It's all I need. Amen. So you're not healed because you have a clean bill of health from the doctor. Oh, here I go now. Well, I believe I'm healed, but I, I, I need to get it verified. <laughs> now, now, watch. You can do whatever you want, but why would someone think that way let's just be real honest we want to be totally honest about ourselves and about our believing that's because we have great confidence in a physical statement and not very much confidence in a spiritual statement if it's declared from a physical someone saw it it was on the x-ray it was in the then we, we oh yeah well that's real you see how we miss it well, that's real. I've got proof. No, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence. It's the proof of things not seen. We can switch this on our own hearts by living with a consciousness of our Father. Spiritual realities, being aware of a spirit realm, words from God, how they change circumstances. And if we are that way, then... Uh, why, why would I need to feel a certain way to know that God loves me? Why would I need to feel a certain way before I'll declare uh, healing? Why would I need to have phys- physical proof before I'll believe something? No, my believing causes it. My believing brings it to pass. My believing changes it. And so, you know, Others, others will see and feel and, and believe. But, but, you know, people who walk in the flesh don't like this kind of language. And you're probably, some of you might be irritated at me already. If you get up now, we're going to know who you are. But there, listen, there is challenge, there's opposition sometimes to a person who wants to live this way. Because it'll be, it'll be called unwise. It'll be called all kinds of things. Well, that, you got, brother, you got to use wisdom wisdom and that usually i mean i because i believe in wisdom if the, in the truth of that statement but oftentimes what that means use wisdom is uh you need to basically ignore what god said and get some some human beings 
approval of it. Their confirmation of it. Why? Because they're so smart. Hallelujah. Faith says, uh, God is with me now and always. The flesh says it feels like God is far away. Believers are quick to dismiss problems in order to deny their power over our lives. If you ever find yourself being reactionary to problems, uh, having a lot of drama in your life, being, ah, you know, something bad happens and freak out, ah, you know, a symptom, you got a symptom, something attacks your body and it's like, ah, it could be, ah, it could, you know, that's, that's fear operating goes to the worst. It could be this. It could be horrible. It could be... A person of faith is... They're more chilled out. It's like, oh, that's nothing. God's bigger than that. God's stronger than that. He's greater than this. He's greater than anything. But those walking in the flesh, all right, it's everything... (gasps) Freaking out, freaking out. And what that does is it, what, it, it gives respect to problems and it disrespects the power of God. All right? It gives weight to the demonic realm and it gives no glory to God. But when we, I mean, even if we're hit with the worst in the middle of it, say, that's nothing. My God is way bigger than that. And greater is He who's in me. And he who's in the world. And if my God is for me, then who can be against me? Huh? And he always causes me to triumph in Christ. And these kind of words just start flowing out of your heart. What does that do? That honors God. It glorifies him. It puts the devil to shame and any kind of physical thing that would try to take us out. You're not a body. You're not a mind. Huh? You're a spirit being. You are full of the spirit of life and the spirit of God. And you can overcome all things. What do I need? Consciousness of it. Awareness. I need to see in the spirit, not see with these physical eyes. Some of the things I've done at different periods in my life. uh, You know, I've, I've sat in a chair and just rehearsed things. Not for God's benefit, for my benefit. Where I'll say things like... God is a spirit, and I am a spirit. I hear his voice. He hears my voice. I'm connected to him. We are made of the same substance. God and I, we walk together every day. I recognize the spirit moving and leading me and guiding my, ordering my steps. I recognize what he's saying and doing in my life today. I'm aware of spiritual realities. I am in tune with heaven. I'm not in tune with the earth. Lord, I hear your voice, what you're saying. You know, and I, 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 and I just stir myself up. I remind myself of what's real. I'm not trying to make God into something or make Him do. I'm trying to align my sometimes carnal thinking to get back in tune with Him. He's not worried about your life. And it's not because He doesn't love you. He's not worried about your future and about what's coming up. Huh? And so when we're in fellowship with Him, there comes this great... Ease about our lives too. 
where things that the world says, freak out, man. You need to freak out. This is bad. This is a heavy-duty deal. We're just not. Why? I've got the greater one living in me. God is on my side. Amen. We focus on the realities of God's kingdom, not the sense realm. That's how I live by faith. Not focused on the sense realm. You see, there are a lot of things in God that are totally finished already. Even Romans 8 says that we've been justified. We've been, uh, we've been called. We've been glorified. There are so many issues that are already established. They're just accomplished facts in God's mind and in God's kingdom. And all we do is, is stir ourselves up to that knowledge. And live with the consciousness of it. It's true. Let me finish with this. Everybody okay? Got a couple of minutes? All right. Let me finish with this. How can I... And I say finish just today. We're not done. Okay? Come back. We got more. How can I uh, self-diagnose, if you will, whether I'm living in the faith of God? Whether I'm living like God, I'm thinking like Him, I'm living in the Spirit. There are, there are two emotional responses that come from believing correctly. When they exist, it's easy to, it's easy to see. But when, when there's an absence of them or the opposite of them, it, it would be a, a, an indicator to us to make some adjustments in what we're really believing. All right? It comes from Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Did you catch what they are? Number one is joy. Number one is joy. Think about this for a moment. If I have heard from God... I believe what he has said. What kind of... I believe what he, what he said to me about my life, about my future. What should be the emotional response to that? It's good. Because how many know, watch, God's word to you is not... Dude, it really stinks to be you. Because you are in trouble. I don't know what you're going to do. You've never prayed and heard that from God. Right? But what he does give us is a way of escape. He gives us an answer. He gives us a way out. He gives us a note of victory. He gives us a promise that will fulfill our heart's desire. When I believe what he said about me and my future, what should that do? It produces joy. What would be the opposite? If I don't believe what he said is my, about me and about my future, I got some stuff to worry about, man. I got, Got some, I, I got some, some sadness. So if you find yourself battling with and you're just down, down and depressed and not, you're not full of joy, don't let this be a condemnation added to you. But can I just be super straight with you? All right. I love you enough to tell you, you don't believe what God says about you. You don't. Not presently. All right. It can change. And it can, that's what I'm trying to stir up in you today. You, you can change. You can have an adjustment. It can be a focus shift. And you start seeing what he said. Seeing what Jesus did for you on the cross. Seeing what he has set, said about your life. It's going to produce some, some good things inside. Oh, happy day. And how many know? 
you can even, if you recognize it, someone said, I've been believing for this, I'm trusting God for this to take place in my life. And, uh, uh, but you recognize you're not really excited about it. You're not really anticipating, not really full of joy. Stir it up. Come on, you got the joy giver on the inside. You can, you can get into faith kind of the back way around sometimes by just saying, ha, ha, glory to God, it's going to be good. Thank you, Lord, it's going to just work out fine. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Huh? The devil rears his ugly head. Ha, ha, ha. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. Whatever. <laughs> but you stir up joy. You stir up joy. Stir up joy. Your, your voice of joy is the voice of faith. Laughter is joy overflowing. When it's coming out of your life, that's a good sign. That you are believing something right in your life. And the other one, of course, is peace. Peace. How's your peace level doing? I'm just living by faith, you know, and you're pulling out your hair and stress and anxiety and fear. and No, 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 you're not believing right. You're not believing right. As soon as you switch and adjust your believing and tweak it to the specifics of God's promise to your situation, there'll be a relaxation there. You'll stop striving, stop fighting. Peace. It's going to be fine. It's going to work out. Things are going to come together. Amen. You believe that for you today? Man, things are happening. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Peace and joy. It is the the manifestation of right believing. It produces an anticipation of great things to come. So let's live in the Spirit. What do you mean? I mean, walk by faith. What do you mean? I mean, fellowship with the Father. I mean, hear His voice and live in this, in this higher level, not be limited to the things of this earth.